We at Ollie share our splendid Palm Desert campus with more than 3,000 younger Cal State San Bernardino students. Well, at first blush, we each seem to move in two separate academic and social worlds, but uh, let's take another look, uh, or better, make that listen. You are about to hear two Ollie luminaries, well-versed in business success, exchange ideas with two ambitious Cal State students from the university's School of Entrepreneurship. It's a lively conversation about aspiration and why Cal State and our Coachella Valley means business (laughs) for all ages. Welcome to In Conversation, the Voices of Ollie. Ollie, O-L-L-I, is an acronym for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, located at and networked with the Palm Desert campus of California State, San Bernardino. Brandon Weimer started his business with a friend when they were students at La Quinta High School. Since then, Brandon's eponymous Brandini Toffee has enjoyed sweet, sweet success. His innovative range of toffee-themed goodies are savored by candy connoisseurs around the world. The delicious company is based right here in our Coachella Valley. We have uh, four, four stores that are our own stores. Um, and then we have an uh, e-commerce business that is uh, continuing to build momentum and become more relevant. And uh, uh, we do a uh, decent wholesale business and business with Costco and some other retailers. And... Uh, you know, are trying to claim our stake to the toffee world and, and try to make toffee more uh, known to those who might not be familiar with, you know, the indulgent category of uh, not just toffee, but anything toffee based. So we do a lot of toffee popcorn, almond toffee, which is the classic. And um, we also do toffee ice cream products at our stores that um, are fantastic and a, kind of a, a fun spinoff of uh, our core recipes. So everything toffee. I could probably tell your story, Brandon. (laughs) Thank you. That's Matt List, a graduate student here at Cal State and owner of his own insurance agency in our valley. At his family's urging, Matt is working on a master's degree at the School of Entrepreneurship on the CSUSB Palm Desert campus. We had to come up with an app or an an innovative idea. I'm like, I'm an insurance guy. So one day I woke up at 4 a.m., and I serve on the board for the Coachella Valley Rescue Mission. I go, I wonder if there's an app for the homeless to book a room like an Airbnb. So I came up with One Knock. And One Knock is an app that would allow a homeless person, she could reserve a bed for her family, right? And reserve that bed, very similar to an Airbnb. And the question always is asked, do people have cell phones that are in the vulnerable situation? They do because that's how they communicate to the world. They have phones. Laura James takes pitches like Matt's One Knock app every day in her role as the Vice President of Innovation at Coachella Valley Economic Partners. We do have a lot of people come to us with ideas for apps, and some of them are solving a real problem, and other people just have something that's a nifty idea that probably nobody will ever buy. And so part of our job is to make sure that people don't spend their life savings trying to make something happen that's probably never going to make them a dollar. Um, And then if they have something that is a really marketable idea, 
then we can help them get connected with resources to move it forward and turn it into something. And the whole reason that we do all of this is because, as we know, the Coachella Valley, we have a lot of agriculture and tourism and hospitality businesses, and there are not a ton of year-round jobs in those industries. So we're trying to get just a broader, more diverse cross-section of industries here and jobs here and career paths here for the people who live here. Ms. Dean Lopez is an undergraduate in the School of Entrepreneurship right here on our Palm Desert campus. Why she finally enrolled a few years after high school? Well, the reason lies somewhere between serendipity and fate. I never intended of going to school. What's the point? The only reason I'm in the entrepreneurship um, class is because I got a scholarship and free money talks, you know, so uh, <laughs> it ended up being a really, really great experience for me. I'm not even going to lie. I, I had no idea um, all of this was going to happen to me for the first year of being in school. Yeah, right on. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I designed a device called Shimi. Uh, it is for women who go through extreme pain during their monthlies. That is a real problem, and I, I'm not ashamed to attest to being a victim of that problem. And uh, I currently have two investors at the moment. I'm just trying to get some legal document typed up and... Wow, that's great. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) The conversation turned to this question. Why is entrepreneurship such a hot field, especially among the young? So many of us, you know, every day now we're using products that were built by people who are household names, you know, so Elon Musk, and we see his Teslas on the road every time we go out and you know, how many of us haven't shopped on Amazon in the last couple of days, you know, and, and everybody knows the founders' names now. And I think that wasn't necessarily always the case outside of someone truly exceptional, like maybe a Henry Ford or something in the past. So I think that technology itself has enabled these entrepreneurs to sort of become ingrained in our daily life, you know, and the person is almost in some ways inseparable from the product. And so, you know, I know when I think toffee, I think of Brandon. So that must be true, right? (laughs) Entrepreneurship in this valley. uh, And I think this is a very community oriented place where um, people want to connect with companies. And I've been pretty in the trenches of studying authenticity and brand and, and innovation recently. And, you know, I think when it comes to authenticity, you think about having a story or having a community around it and a destination of place, you know, can, you can easily lose touch with that as a a company grows too large. Um, Of course we do have, you know, the unicorns of Amazon and and, uh, Tesla and such where you're very connected to uh, the people that have founded it and had a vision, but locally um, I think we have a lot of people that really want to champion something, whether, whatever industry for me, it happens to be toffee, but, you know, I think people really have a connection to a story, a commitment, um, the location of this valley, um, and kind of, you know, the home team advantage, so to speak, within that. Uh, and I think that really presents a lot of value from, you know, a c- customer or fan perspective. I know for me personally, uh, I hate working for other people. I won't even lie to you. Like, I, I have great teammates, but I'm a, I'm real bossy. I like 
things done a certain way, you know, and terrible. I'm done. <laughs> I can go on all day. Next. <laughs> I, I, I think there, that that's part of the story. You know, one, I have a friend who is almost 80 years old and she still has her own business. She's in public relations. She's still working and she's very successful and she says, you know, I've been fired from every real job I've ever had. Every time I've worked for somebody else, they've fired me. But on her own, she's done very, very well. So right. I think you're on to something there, Misty. I think entrepreneurship comes in many shapes and sizes. And it's funny enough, I heard a quote about it yesterday where entrepreneurship might be more of a bug than a feature for most people in the sense that, you know, or you mentioned your friend who's like virtually not even employable. And I don't, I don't know if I am either. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I started the program at Cal state, I'm like, okay, masters of science in entrepreneurship and innovation. Hey, Google, how do you spell entrepreneurship? Because I'm like, Oh my God, if I'm going to be in this program, I need to know how to spell entrepreneurship. And yet, I'm, I am an entrepreneur, right? Owning my own business, but I never saw myself that way because just what you said, Laura, I thought I had to create this idea and this app and it had to be this, this really off the chart kind of thing. And then as I'm going through the program with school, I'm like, I am an entrepreneur. I, I am doing it. It just, I thought I had to be creative and learn the word, how to spell it and live it and breathe it to be an entrepreneurship. So that's why I love the program because it's helping me see right where you're at. You are an entrepreneur. For years, I had no idea that I was because I was selling candy at eight. I was, I learned how to do hair when Allen Iverson was playing in the NBA and everybody wanted those fresh braids. I learned how to braid. Um, I learned how to do edible arrangements because I like playing with fruit. So I knew how to do like peacock stuff and everything. I learned how to do tattoos. I bought a tattoo kit, went on YouTube to learn. I never got sued. Thank God. Um, um, the journey has been wild because everything I have done was not planned. It was just, I'm going to try this. And then people like it. And I'm like, hmm. I'm going to try this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good at marketing. <laughs> so um, it has been extremely fun. Like I said, I have these businesses, but I don't look at it as, oh my God, I need to make money. But I just love uh, the experience of being around people and, you know, giving them what they like and just having a good time. I'm actually having a lot of fun with all of this. And guys, I used to suffer from major depression. Now you won't even know. Depressed, please. I'm, I'm, I'm a happy-go-getter. You know, businesses fail, so what? I pick up and I go again, no problem. Yeah. You know, quite an adventure. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I thought an entrepreneur had to be an inventor, like yeah. to tinker right. around in a garage and invent a thing that you could, right. you know, then get yeah. manufactured somewhere. And now we know that that's that's not it. These are just innovators who have things that people will spend money on, whatever those things are. You know, sometimes they're just services. I get. So why are you getting a degree? You're an insurance agent. You have three kids. What is the degree going to do for you? When I'm responding, I say, I'm doing it for myself. It's a personal 
sense of development. And it was a commitment I made to my children and probably more importantly to myself. And I get that a lot. And I think people are sometimes intimidated because I think everybody is used to flowing through the canal, right? And when you jump off and get out of the canal, out of the flow, it's something different. And that different can sometimes make other people feel uncomfortable with the choices they've made Mm -hmm. in their life. Like, Hey, I've been at my job for 30 years. Well, that's, I, and I don't judge anybody for that. I'm like, Hey, that's great. Good for you. So allow me the space to move on my journey as a business person, as an older student, you know, as a businessman, as a father to find how that movement for me looks. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Misty. I, I hear that a lot too, Misty. And, you know, our organization teaches entrepreneurial workshops, you know, not at the full academic level, but, but really basic, you know, one skill per session kind of things. And we've heard the same thing, like you can't really teach entrepreneurship to people, right? And I totally disagree with that. I think there are certainly some skills that somebody maybe would be born with or would develop over the course of a lifetime that will lend themselves well towards entrepreneurship. Like if you're very focused and disciplined, you know, I'm not going to be able to change somebody's personality if they're so unfocused that they can't, you know, follow one path for more than six days, then they're not going to be able to build a business, right? Right. But, you know, when I I went to grad school and got my MBA and, and that didn't prepare me for working with entrepreneurs but it really didn't focus on building something from the ground up at all. It's a very different set of skills and, and they can be taught because a lot of it is process. And you know, some of it is left up to chance, which is why so many businesses don't succeed, but a lot of it is process that can be learned. And I'm sure I'm telling you something you already know since you're studying entrepreneurship, right? What was interesting in school though, we also learned about intra entrepreneurship. I didn't even know that was a word. I'll be honest. I'm, I'll be the one to point out. I don't know what that means. What's the difference? So entrepreneurship is when you're developing thing within a business. Hmm. So I actually do that at Amazon. So when he was talking about entrepreneurship, I was like, Hey, I do that already. Now I talk to people and I can really quick that 92nd, right? Misty, we can really share that story quick. You learn how to do that. elephant that elevator pitch, right? Quit to people so that you can connect with them. Not so much you want them to to buy into it, but I want people to see the need of how can we help the homeless, the elderly, the veteran find housing, food, and, and medical care. So for me, the journey has been a very uh, emotional journey. For me, it's, it's a pretty emotional journey journey, I think, like Misty as well. I'm sure Brandon. And then I think, Laura, you see a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings of people, their passion to uh, create. So it's been for me a great journey. Passions can almost be both a blessing and a curse, depending on what you're trying to do and the direction that you're trying to go. And, And sometimes you have to be able to step back and separate the business side of things from the passion side of things. 
Because when those get very intertwined, then it becomes difficult to make rational decisions, you know, and it can, there are times when, when the founder or the inventor is the right person to create the product, but boy, are they not the right person to go out and try and market and sell the product, but they can't step away enough and let go of enough control to let somebody else take that role. And, you know, so that's, that's one of those blessing slash curse kind of scenarios that we try and help people work through. Like, boy, you've got something here that's amazing, but you need to step back and find somebody who can present the case a little, in a little bit more of a business type of way than, than you have been, you know? So, yeah, but, but then again, investors and consumers love to see the story and they love to see the passion. So it's really finding, you know, finding your balance on that tightrope of, of both. It's, it's very difficult. That's one of the hard parts of the journey. It, a good story doesn't get, get us this far, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, but there's a great synergy between the two. And I think we can find a lot of companies that we admire in that way. Uh, you know, because there's, there's a lot, especially nowadays, there's a, a big dynamic to how you connect with the company right. kind of from a lifestyle perspective or, you know, whether it's morals or how they operate or, you know, I, I, In-N-Out Burger is a company that I typically use as a guiding compass in several areas of business, not every area, but a lot of them. Uh, and it's, you know, a lot of people understand you can go, go to the In-N-Out, sit there long enough, you'll find somebody taking somebody in for their first In-N-Out Burger and, you know, for a minute, they'll talk about the burger, but for probably 10 minutes, they'll talk about everything else that is, you know, public knowledge or not public knowledge, whatever their version of the story is. Um, <laughs> and it's a pretty cool thing to create that sort of uh, value or interest that is more than just the product. Now, what keeps me going back in and out twice a week is the burger, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, business. I mean, entrepreneurship to me is I don't really think of the word too often, uh, but running a business that happens to be something we started uh, is a very obsessive process that uh, I personally haven't had kids or anything, but I do joke of it being like a child in the sense that they're on your mind pretty much constantly and pretty much everything that life revolves around has that as a centerpiece because it is, and that's not just from an ego perspective, but I think it's something where um your life's creation, perhaps your life's work, or at least at this stage of life, life's work and your entire livelihood uh, depends on that. And so, uh, and other people's livelihood. And so it's something that when you're uh, probably, you know, you're at the wheel and probably in a little too much control, it's something that you really take seriously. Um, You're not, you know, especially at certain stages where you're not playing with other people's money or it's, it's your business. Uh, it's something that you have a lot on the line. You've put a lot of time, effort, um, sacrifice and beyond. Um, and so it does, you know, borderline an obsession that uh, you kind of have to uh, wield with you know, wisdom, but it's something you wouldn't trade for anything, you know, and that comes with the highs and the lows. Brandon Weimer, Laura James, Misty Lopez and Matt List multi-generational voices of our campus and our Coachella Valley. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> Is this where we sign you up for Shark Tank? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Bring it. <laughs> and a tip of our cap goes to Cal State San Bernardino professor Mike Stull and his trailblazing school of entrepreneurship, the first in California, right here at our Palm Desert campus. We hope you enjoyed this episode of In Conversation, the Voices of Ollie. 
Our thanks to Cal State University San Bernardino Palm Desert Campus for their support of the Ollie program and our podcast is instrumental to our success. Lou Gorfing is the producer of this series. And I, I am Dr. Arlette Poland, a proud Ollie member and professor. Thank you.